to the Black Men Sidebar Podcast. I'm your host, Rashad, um, and thank you for tuning in for this week's episode. In case you want to leave any feedback to the Sidebar Podcast for us to circle back through at a later date, um, we have a Gmail account. It's blackmensidebar at gmail.com. Once again, blackmensidebar at gmail.com is our Gmail account that we take in feedback or suggestions or just generally some some props that you guys may want to give throughout the podcast. Please enjoy and um, let's check out this week's episode. So once again, welcome to the Black Men Podcast slash Black Men Sidebar Podcast to be specific. I'm with my um, brother-in-law, Quan. Say something to the people, bro. What up, what up? So, this episode, we're just going to be talking through different things in regards to ministry, but more importantly, in regards to how ministry affects people's lives and us wanting to do it better, us doing it well, and things we can continue doing. But one of the things I wanted to talk with with Quan, because I knew he was going to give me some candid convo on it, was just how we can be redeemed, we can be blood washed, Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized, as they say. But at the same time, we can realize that there are some hood-like tendencies, right? And it comes out, right? Mm -hmm. Jesus said, um, you know, turn the other cheek. We looking like we only got two cheeks. Nowadays, we could say, hey, try Jesus, not me. (laughs) Right. Can't keep flipping it. Right, right. But I think one of the things I wanted to talk about with Quan was, hey, how can we remain kingdom-minded or even missional-minded or just wanting to do things in our community but doing them consistently and from his experience hey what are some things that he's seen the folks haven't done consistently some things that he see the folks have done consistently we both live in the atlanta area and we both probably been around church long enough to be able to give some candid convo to hey yeah. there were some things that didn't go well <clears throat> Right, some things that kind of gave me a sour taste in my mouth when it comes. A lot to of things that didn't go well. <laughs> right, I, mean, I can, I can, man, I could recount a couple of them. Right, right. So we're gonna start off real basic. One being, hey, what, Quan? What was your first experience with the church, with just people out of the church? <clears throat> what are some of the things that kind of stuck out to you? Um, to be truthful. I was brought up in it. Uh, my cousin also was my pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, if you visit her church, she would tell you her stories of being strung out on drugs, a crackhead, and a prostitute, mm-hmm. and you know, on her deathbed, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. God saved her. You know, being raped and stuff. So, I was brought up under her ministry, which when we first started Christian in Motion for Christ, mm-hmm. right off Old National, and uh, my whole thing was, um, you know, the different people that came in and out, the different people mm-hmm. who took the time out to invest their energy into trying to direct me to a guideline where I'm not jumping ship or I'm not going down the same path they went through mm-hmm. at my age. You know, at that time, young enough, we ain't thinking, <laughs> we ain't looking, we ain't wow. listening. Mm-mm. You know, we just trying to, you know, really, we still blind. Mm -hmm. To be honest, we're still blind. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We don't see what we're supposed to be seeing at the time of of, of seeking. So, um, so me coming up in church, it was, 
you know, my godmother, which who I call my mother, mm -hmm. uh, you know, she was evangelist at the time, and I was at church four days a week. Yep, yep. <laughs> you know, so, you know, I, I mean, Monday intercessory prayer, mm -hmm. Tuesday choir rehearsal, mm -hmm. uh, Wednesday midweek service, Thursday <laughs> choir rehearsal, yep. Friday Bible study, Saturday we're doing fundraiser, car wash. Yep, you want to go somewhere, Sunday, you fundraiser. Right, Sunday <laughs> we had Bible, uh, you know, Sunday school, then yep. our day service and... They had no evening service. <laughs> uh, well, we had evening service every fourth Sunday, so it was always two service on the fourth Sunday. You yep. already know. Yep. And then plus on the third week, third week of the uh, month, you know, we youth Sunday. So mm -hmm. ours was the fourth week. Yeah, no, so <laughs> I pretty much say, like I said, I grew up in it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I had some, I had a lot of people that influenced me in there. Yeah, no, that makes you know. sense. I mean, for me, it was like some folks know my dad was a pastor, but my dad was a very unconventional pastor. Like, my dad, and I ain't gonna put all his business out there because, you know, it should be a sponge. But my dad had a record, you know, before a pastor. And my dad right. went to prison a little bit before a pastor and then found Christ in prison. So, you know, he was popping into the, the crack house or wherever to go get the people who was some of his members. Right. You know? Um, and then even then, there were time frames like we would be looking for. Well, my mom would know where he is. So we'd be looking and he'd be like, "Yeah, well, yeah, they're sleeping with the homeless people." Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, one of the main things I remember my dad teaching me was, "Yo, if you see somebody, you know, who's you know having a rougher time, you know, go and take them to get some food, um, but don't not be there for people, you know, mainly because he was kind of had some street ways. So he's like, "Yo, I'm not gonna help.'" the issue or the addiction but at the same time i'm not gonna have you out here homeless like i go on walmart or i give you the jacket off my off my back to make mm -hmm. sure you're good but um compared to where some of the circles that i think i've kind of grown into as an adult are definitely different like i can tell some of the friends whom if somebody came in there and you know they they was uh somebody uh you know being ish being attacked or spiritually we would call it like a possession type of deal, you know. Right, right. We just go go grab the oil or whatever, get, pray over the kids and keep it moving. They're like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, well, what's going on, you know? Um, but I think it's just different. I'm interested and also enjoying seeing the difference as you know the next generation come up. But as well, I had and I talked about that in my first episode. I had folks whom were in the church and outside of the church who kind of got it the way and be sure, hey, you a young fella, you got some some relative daddy issues, you know, I'm going to be sure that you understand what it looks like to be a man that takes care of your household versus one that's just out here. Right, you and know? not to cut you off, but nah, you that, good, that, that was that was mainly me. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So I can speak on those who, you know, they have them hood tendencies. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because, like, when you've been raised, it's different from being raised in the church yep. and choosing to attend church. church. Very different. And mm -hmm. the whole thing was, you know, raised in the church, I had to go to church. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was it was engraved in me that, hey. You going to church. We going to church. Yep, yep. <laughs> I don't care if you decided to stay up and watch cartoon all night, Saturday night. <laughs> you going to church. And you going to be up, too. First so. thing in the morning. We up two hours before church. Sunday school even started. So, you know, we had to brush your teeth. I got off the hook. Man, you, you had to brush your teeth, wash your face. 
uh, uh, clean your room, mm -hmm. make your bed, mm -hmm. vacuum the floor, yep. take out the trash, and then we off to Sunday ready. school. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yeah. I, I can I could understand that. So mm -hmm. when I became up an age of a teenage where they were giving me more leaning yeah. to making my own decision or okay, what do you choose to go mm -hmm. or you know or go later? Mm -hmm. Then that became a part of being from the hood and in the church. Yep, yep. You know, because in the hood, okay, I'm hood. Mm -hmm. I'm me. Mm -hmm. I have to worry about no one judging me on yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, but being in church, you know, even though they say there's no, you know what I'm saying, past not no judgment yep. or whatever, yep. people still did that no, regardless no. because That's, of the yeah. clothing you wore. Yep. Everybody else dressed and you're not dressed, yep. you know. Hmm. And what got me is I didn't realize that until after we moved from where our ministry was in Florida when my dad was pastoring and we went to a different type of church because I grew up in a church because my dad did have hood like tendencies. There was no dress code. Right. On purpose. Right. Right. So you can't tell who the one that been here for 15 years and mm -hmm. the one who just came down the road because somebody told him they're going to get a meal after service type of deal. Mm -hmm. And he did that on purpose. So where it almost made me laugh because when I got to the other church, me and my mom almost got into it. was like, Mom, where's a dress code in the Bible? <laughs> I mean, he, 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 he literally said, come as thou art. Yep. So it's like... Yep. If I'm coming, I'm, I'm going to come with the clothes I got on my back that I can afford. As I can't go should. out there and buy no, you know, no real expensive suit and look mm -hmm. nice. Mm -hmm. I might not have the money for it. But even the ones who have the money for it, you have just like in the word, it's like where they were joking and laughing at the woman who came and gave her last, right, in right. the Bible. But Jesus literally told her, hey, she got more faith than all of y'all because this is all she had mm -hmm. versus the one who has much. And that's why you say it's hard for a rich man to make it into heaven. Mm -hmm. It's all because money at itself becomes a person's identity. If you don't have much of it, then you have to build your identity on other things. True. Right? But um, other, other question would be, what were some people, and you kind of already started talking to it but what were some people whom you would say both worldly or spiritually like influenced you growing um, up and even now like still influenced <laughs> let me see uh everything when it, when, it, when, <laughs> when it comes to family wise yeah. like i said i would say my grandmother mm -hmm. uh that lady there is very she was very big on you know um traditional mm -hmm. and very big on being family oriented and we going to church as a family we praying as a family we stand as a family mm -hmm. uh and if she didn't know you you were still family, family. Yep. you know what i'm saying so uh shout out to my grandmother rest in peace lost hey. her this year well 2020 uh but you know what i'm saying she she Guided me into, you know, guided me into that. Hey, I know I'm a child of God, mm -hmm. but I'm also human. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna make mistakes. Mm -hmm. I'm a backslider. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But that, but he said in the Bible, he will forgive me seventy-seven times seven a day. Mm -hmm. There's that. There's no way impossible. You can out sin that much in a day. Yeah, you well, know, we hope not. 
Well, yeah, I'm finna say, <laughs> well, you know, it's a lot of, it, it's a lot of people, you know, uh, a sin is a sin, yep. so, you know, there's no sin greater than the other, but, um, you know, it just, she was, you know, she was that, that inspirational person, mm -hmm. but outside of her, musically wise, then I have to go with, I was a big Fred Hammond fan. Okay. So, like, Fred, you, man, you Sunday or whatever. Man, what I'm singing, whatever. <laughs> Listen, yeah. I remember when I got arrested one time. Uh, you know, just, hey, it's you know. good. You good. <laughs> like I said, it's part of being, you know, Christian in the hood. Yeah. You know, I got arrested for um, child support reason. Mm -hmm. uh, and sitting there waiting, you know, and the song I can think of is uh, No Weapon by Fred yeah. So, like, I sung that every day, sun up, sun down. Yep. And, I mean, not just sung it, but, like, I sung it. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm in a shower, there's nobody around type. Okay. And. <laughs> you ain't seen you sang. Right, 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 right. I was singing that thing, you know. Um, but. Fred was a big one. John B. Key. Yep. Um, can't leave out Kurt. Yep. And but I can tell you this though, during my most tragedy time, when I say tragedy, I felt like the weight on my shoulders, mm -hmm. um, like a load on my shoulder where I couldn't stand. Even if I try to kneel, I couldn't kneel. All mm -hmm. I could do is lay. You know, I listened to. Uh, Marvin Sapp and uh, yep. never would have made it uh, because that was one that stuck with me throughout dealing with the three tragic deaths we had in one year mm -hmm. um, of 2017. Mm -hmm. I mean, 2007. And then, you know, 2020 was pretty much like a repeat of it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, is is. That song there was like, <laughs> oh, and smoking over. So no, those two songs, uh, <laughs> I need you now. You know, those two songs was one that no matter what, it you you had to feel it. Mm -hmm. And even if you heard someone sing it, mm -hmm. and if they had the passion in their voice, mm -hmm. it gave you tears. It gave you them cheers. It, it, it opened your eyes to where you just instantly just start praying to heaven. Like, yep. you know, I don't care if you on the street corner trying to sell a nickel bag. Yep. But still, you know what I'm saying? If it hits you, hit you. Yeah, when that spirit yeah. hits you, you can't, you, you, you can't hold out. Yep. You got to release it, yep. you know. And, I, and, I, and I, I mean, anybody that I talk to, I tell anybody, you know, I don't minister. Uh, I was prophesized on, mm -hmm. you know, and... My calling was supposed to be ministry, mm -hmm. uh, being a, a, a pastor, mm -hmm. and I chose to run from it. Mm -hmm. And I, I and, and now I can honestly say, at being the age that I am, I'm not necessarily running no more. It just Good. when you I accept it, well. I'm gonna let it <laughs> roll into it. I'm not yeah. just going to okay. I'm not running. Boom, jumping into it. No, yeah. not saying that I won't. You know, saying grasp to what I'm called to do, mm -hmm. because regardless of not. I mean, believe it or not, I do it regardless. Yeah. Because I can sit down and have a regular key. conversation with you, yeah. and at the end of the day, he's gonna get thumped. Yeah. 
at the end of the day, you're going to know something about him that you never heard before mm -hmm. or that you might have heard but just needed to hear. Mm -hmm. Regardless, like I tell people, you you know, you can have, sit down and have a conversation with people and he'll come right in the midst of it yeah. and have and minister through you whether you know it or not. You I know mean, what I'm saying? That's how it works. It says when two or three are gathered, he's in the midst. But I think that the thing that folks who have grown up and only been influenced by church lifestyle or ministry or function they don't know the other life they not only don't know the other life they only see one purview of how ministry happens and but they only see the view of the ministry exactly where so they ministry won't... really happens by the lifestyle people are living ministry happens by folks coming over just breaking bread by sometimes ministry happens in a coffee shop Mm -hmm. Right, ministry can happen by you simply just praying for a homeless person who was on the side of the interstate for a few minutes. Right, but I think it's a thing of hey, if you get so um, technological in the one way to do ministry and grow a church, you missed how ministry really started within the household. After Christ died, ministry started by basically house churches. Mm -hmm. To the point it got so big that they had a community. To the point that the community got persecuted. And then they went and stretched out all across the room because you had streets. So it's like when you get so technical at what ministry looks like, you miss the sovereignty that is ministry by simply God just allowing his gospel to flow through people through their words and through their actions. right? Which is where sometimes the folks from the streets don't necessarily vibe with the church folks because their actions ain't matching their words. And sometimes the church folks don't vibe with the streets because their words don't match their actions. They say they believe, but they out here ready to put hands on somebody. And it's like, it's, just all, it's always this tension because we often fall short. Mm -hmm. But it's also this thing of, yo, what when my doors are closed as well as when my doors are open, does my ministry still look the same? Or does it look different, you know? <laughs> And I'm tracking you, bro. So what would be, since we already there, in a way, what would be some ways in which you growing up didn't see, like what would be some ways in which the church folks, in a sense, let you down as you were understanding and, and growing in your faith growing up? Because I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to talk about it on my side, too. <laughs> well... <clears throat> I will say this. I won't say the church people or the church community let me down. Mm -hmm. um, because just being respectful, mm -hmm. we let ourselves down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we we put ourselves in whatever predicament that we put you know, put ourselves in and then we're looking for them to get us out of it or mm -hmm. looking for a handout or mm -hmm looking for somebody petty, mm -hmm. but we dug that ditch. So I won't say they let me down. Okay. I will say, in a sense, you know, sometime, you know, back then I probably would have wanted more support mm -hmm. when I was trying to go towards that positive path, mm -hmm. you know, or doing something that I felt like, okay, this is something positive, Hey, I just need y'all to bag me up on it. Whether it's I'm doing a fundraiser mm -hmm. or um, saving. I, I mean, I remember one year I did uh, 
kids for free, you know, yeah. uh, free haircuts for kids back to school. You know, I normally try to do that a lot. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? So, uh, remember did that, and I reached out to the church uh, where we were giving away clothes and all that, book bag and stuff, and and I came in my cut hair, you know, yeah. for all the kids. Yeah. And even though it wasn't my idea. Mm-hmm. You know, someone like, well, hey, put a tip jar out there. You know, mm-hmm. if they're not going to pay for the alcohol, at least they can tip. tip. Yeah. And my whole thing is, for me, I, when I do things, it's not for money. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even though money is the only way you can survive, sort of speak, of what the human race says. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I feel we survive. We really survive in our faith. Mm-hmm. It's by his will and power that we're still able to walk, breathe, and live. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, yeah. You know, in the sense of the other human, yeah, we have to survive our money. Mm-hmm. Boom, we know this. You know, you need money to pay bills, money to pay rent, whatever. You know, but and I feel like, okay, if this is my way of blessing, mm-hmm. then you shouldn't tell me. Yeah, yeah. Because if you if you, you do decide, to, right? I'm, I'm getting, I'm already getting my reward. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because. God said no good deed goes unpunished. Yeah, yeah. And he also told him if you're going to fast and you're going to tell everybody, then you already got your spiritual reward from it versus you being quiet and you fasting and you right. allowing the Lord so to see your actions. Yep. I, I'd rather for me to sit out and do it on my own mm-hmm. than you tell because if you do tell me, you're going to go back in the, in yeah. the church regardless. Yeah. You know, hey, pastor, there you go. Hey, man, you know what I mean? A blessing. Do something for the students or whatever. Right. Yep. So... Answer to your question, I think I already answered it, but I don't. I don't think they let me down. That's I, good, you know. Because the thing is, that some folks generally feel as though the church shook them up in a way in which, especially folks that may be more hood-like, right? In which they're like, you are preaching these things from the pulpit. You are preaching grace. You are preaching truth. You're preaching no judgment. But I come in and I feel judged. And 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 that's another thing. Even if you do feel that way, mm-hmm. it shouldn't. You know, what I mean, it shouldn't reflect on who you are as an individual. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, even if, if even if it came down to to that path, you know, mm-hmm. you still have to be woman enough and man enough to say, "Hey, I accept, I accept it." You know, and move and move forward from it because yeah. you're gonna get judged regardless wherever you go. Christ would judge every day of his life into mm-hmm. his deathbed. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you're gonna get judged. Mm-hmm. That's something you have to live with and accept it and, and 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 learn from it. Yeah. Because what it does is it strengthens you as an individual, where your confidence is is the next power high. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where it don't put you on a pedestal of I'm on, I'm on a high horse, but it it does it helps build. You. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it it makes your personality stronger. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. I think that's the interesting part because I think as I look at my age now and some of my younger brothers and sisters under me, I think that mindset of, you know, you take a licking and keep on ticking is kind of how it's explained to me. Or you you roll with the punches. Um, Even if something makes you feel some type of way, judged, whatever, that mindset is I feel like it's starting to become lost on the generations under us, in which man you just grow some tough skin, 
Mm. Well, at the same time, I think there's a tension I feel with it. Because I do think that we need... I think it's a mindset in which I'm like, yo, I want my students, I want the folks who are a little further up than me, the folks who are a little further down than me, not on a social platter, but just age. Hey, it's truth and grace. Yeah, we should grow some tough skin, but hey, if I'm trying to, if I'm judging a little bit, which the church actually is supposed to keep people accountable. It's just, it sounds judgy, right? Or if I am trying to hold your feet to the fire, right? And it's, it's, it stings a bit. I, that's the truth portion. The grace is, hey, am I doing this to lift myself higher up? Or am I doing this to generally see the Lord work through you in a mighty way and push you further along? And I'm just walking alongside life with you. Like when it's all truth, then I would say, yo, you off base. If it's all grace, yo, you 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 spitting on Christ's sacrifice. <laughs> I don't mean it in no disrespect. But even Paul's like, yo, it don't just mean the grace gonna bound. It means, yo, you know better, you gotta do it a little better. But I think it's like that tension is what makes me laugh sometimes because it's like, yo, we want the church to be a safe space. It should be. People should be coming here to get redeemed and feel healing. But if all I feel like when I get here is I'm getting judged or I don't belong, you know, I feel like we missed the bar. What you, what you got? What you say? Now, I mean, I totally agree with everything you said. Yeah, yeah, what you got? But, you, got? you know, what... Okay, so I feel like, yeah, you are accountable for your own action, mm -hmm. you know, and if you've been held by your congregation of uh, judgment day, doom day, shall uh -huh, we say, uh -huh. okay, okay. Uh, even if they just telling you something about what they see, now, what, <laughs> what, what might be less appealing to them might be appealing to you. Mm -hmm. And that's when the whole, you know, hood thing comes in. Because, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. I said, it goes, it reflects back to your dressing and, you know, the now generation to sagging. Mm -hmm. You know, I they buy the little skinny tight jeans and, and now they sagging. That was even a little bit of us. But, but, but we, was, we, was, we, was more, we were more we respectful yeah. when it came to it because any elder, elderly person we saw, a couple... We, yeah, we, we, you know what I'm saying? We went, we went out, and then plus, I wasn't going underneath the yeah, pain. We went it, underneath it was, the butt it cheek. It was barely. It was barely. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's slight, slight. It's a little slight. What got me, what got me was when Pops came back and told me, you know what that means in the yard. And I right. I said, whoa. Right. You right. know what? You ain't got to give me no churchy answer why I don't need to say it no more. I'm square. I'm square. <laughs> right. So, that's what I'm saying. So, but. It's a certain way you can deliver that message to mm -hmm. a person when you're not trying to beneath them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, you know what I'm saying, just pretty much strength, strengthen them and guide them at the same time. True. So to speak. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's a certain it's a certain way you can approach the person to be mm -hmm. truthful. Mm -hmm. But then you have, you you know, you, you do have those type that's in the church and they what we call petty, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, petty Christians, <laughs> uh, some of a Baptist yeah. or whatever the case may be. Because, yeah. I mean, and, you know, we always say, 
you, there's no one holy than thou. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So you you can't be oh all holy and you can't act like you have made it. No right, yeah. no flaws. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because the only person who walked the face of this earth without a sin was Christ. Yep. Facts. You feel what I'm saying? So you do got them in church who just they judge and they judge hard. Mm -hmm. And they figure, okay, if I tell you this, I'm finna go talk about you. Mm -hmm. As soon as I tell you this, so with you, three, you can't four, nine relationships, because right? Of that. Yeah. So how can you say I'm an evangelist, mm -hmm. or I'm on the motherboard, mm -hmm. and yet you gospel and say, "Well, I don't like this person. Mm -hmm. I don't I, like that person. I Do you see what she got on? <laughs> Why she got this short dress on and all this? You know, it'd be a lot of that going on." Yep. And it's and it, and it's in the leader, so that draws a lot of people away from the church too. Yeah, you know. I think even that draws a lot of specific, and that's even what our podcast is about. That draws a lot of males away from the church because males aren't even naturally attracted to a lot of gossip. Like we talk for a good minute, and then we get upset. We ready to fight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Whether you Holy Ghost feel mm -hmm. or you got hood lights, you stepped on some toes. Right? We gotta go at it. We, we gotta go at it. I think what gets me is is it's missing the point. The point of the church is to spread the gospel, the good news, and to make disciples. So when I say make disciples, I mean you're making, you're helping, and walking alongside people as they get to know Christ. And get to look more like him. But they can't look more like him. And not go on and make other disciples. Right? Mm -hmm. So if you're making a disciple. You're doing that with the intention. What you're teaching them. What you're living out in front of them. Whether you got hood like tendencies. Or you, you done been in the Ivy League. Your whole life. You're expecting them to. Reproduce that. Multiply that in someone else. So are you teaching them the right thing? The old mother of the church used to be just about, hey, you're here to help the younger woman walk in godliness better. Their godliness may look different than yours, but everything you should be teaching them should be lining up to scripture. And if it isn't, then you may be teaching them more cultural things than biblical things, and maybe that's why they back, they, they fighting you so much on it. Because the generation of us like, why? I don't understand. Yeah. Genera the generation of that don't even believe. Half of them don't believe in it. Uh uh. And I so. think that's the key. It's like, yo, but how are they going to believe in it if what you're telling them you're not living? We're not expecting perfection. We're just expecting you to, if you truly believe something, it shows in your actions. Mm -hmm. If you don't, then that also shows in your actions. And it's just like they call you out. And the older folks don't know how to deal with it. But it's like, yo, they're not us. We not them, and the ones over us, I'm sure they felt the same way about us. But it's like, yo, at the end of the day, what does it really look like? And that's more our last question. What does it really look like to reach the community where they're at? I think my biggest mentor, his name was um, Bishop Alfred Jefferson. His phrase, he would tell me, is to know who you are and know whose you are. Everything else you do from a biblical standpoint, when he said know who you are, know that you are a Christian, right? In your actions and your words. Know who you are. You being a Christian means you are a child of God. So if your actions don't reflect that, it don't mean you don't slip. <laughs> it don't mean you don't 
you know, um, uh, try Jesus, not me, a few people. Mm-hmm. But it does mean, yo, if your reflections, if your actions don't point somebody back to Christ, are you really walking out the faith right now? Right. And if you aren't, that's your gut check. Okay, circle back to the point. But for you, the question would be, yo, what does it really look like to live out a Christian walk and reach people who may not be the same type of people as you? You know, because people did that for you. Whether they was from the hood or not. Some of them probably were. <laughs> but you know, some of them probably weren't. <laughs> they were just like, the Lord sent me here, so I'm going to stay. Hmm. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you could tell <laughs> quickly. Hmm. I ain't got no comment on that one. <laughs> I totally agree. <laughs> that oh, man. I, man, yeah, I ain't got no comment on that one. <laughs> Um, uh, but I guess I guess the the real question would be: Do you feel as though people who may not have a hood like past, as we kind of been joking around with, do you feel like they can genuinely reach out to folks that do and be effective? And how would you well, how how would you say they even do that? Mm, I feel like they can. I mean, they just gotta want it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it's hard to even. I mean, I sit down and I even talk to my kids and try to get them to see, you know, yeah, daddy, don't attend church like you used to or should. But, mm-hmm. you know, just talking to him, it's not about attending church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The understanding of his word is not all about attending church because what mm-hmm. you have to realize is when you're attending church, you getting the version of what the pastor interpreted mm-hmm. of his word. Everybody gonna have their own interpreter of his word. It's all it's up to you to understand his word. Interpret it to where you can understand mm-hmm. what path you are supposed to walk down. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> Excuse me. No, but um, you can I mean that that's like that's like you saying, you know, God said, you know, be sober. No alcohol, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I can turn around and say, okay, but in the Bible, it said Jesus had a glass of wine. He did. He That's did. alcohol. He did. And I think it's just like you say, it's a, it's a full interpretation of the scriptures, meaning just like folks will use the verse, um, money is the root of all evil. That's not the verse. Mm-hmm. It's pursuit of money is the root of all evil. Meaning, yo, even when it comes down to alcohol, it's not that God doesn't want you to have any alcohol, even though some folks will interpret it that way. It is okay. Everything leads back to the Ten Commandments. Meaning, is this any substance a idol in your heart when you coping? And do you run to God first? Or you run to the substance? Mm-hmm. That's the root of it. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. If you can't run to me first, then homie, this is how you cope. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you really not putting all your trust in me. You putting your trust. You're not letting me move that mountain, right? <laughs> you know, you're not. You're not letting me do what I do. But the thing is, is if it's ever eloquated simply in a way like that, then people come into the to the table understanding it's really not about. The substance is not about the, as long as it's 
not illegal. That might actually be. It might be some scripture around that one. <laughs> but it, it's in. It's in here though. It's you know about your heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in your heart. And at the end of the day, yo, if your heart is only pursuing things that's not of God, then even if you're in ministry, it's gonna show. Especially to folks who are authentic, because that is the only part portion of them that they know. And you can't just go slinging that slang, that slogan of, you know, God know my heart. Ah, he do. He know it better than everybody. But that doesn't that doesn't mean that you're really following the gospel. And I think that's the heart that people. And it's like he's saying. He might know your heart. Doesn't mean your heart was in the right place at the time. It even says in scripture that our heart is evil, right? Mm -hmm. And it says in scripture when you become a Christian that he will give you a new heart based on the power of his Holy Spirit in mm-hmm. Ezekiel. That's why we say, hey, when we get saved, okay, the Holy Spirit lives in me now. That's what's changing your heart. It's not mm-hmm. you, naturally. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where, for me, the the most effective folks in ministry that I've seen reach people, whether they, you know, got some hood-like tendencies or whether they just need a mentor, right, or a father figure, whatever that looks like, have been folks that have just been consistent and been authentic, right? If you don't let me over to your house, uh, <laughs> let me eat your food, you know, let me take my shoes off, <laughs> we can have real candid conversation, and we can right. laugh, and we can joke, even if it's about girls, and then you can come back and be like, all right, now. Right. How, how does this look compared to scripture? I don't just see, especially with students, and maybe that's what I can speak on the most, with students, I don't see that's the most effective. Trying to put out a certain persona. And but still trying, trying to be you. You know what I mean? When you do that, I think that's what causes people to get lost. And it also causes people, even if they follow you, they get a little confused when they see you at this persona, and then they don't see you matching that, you mm-hmm. know, outside of the pulpit. And I think authenticity for me has just been the biggest thing when it comes to any form of ministry whether it's in the church or it's outside of the church because people just want to be seen be heard and then be, be challenged or noticed mm-hmm. right it's like yo okay i see you okay you're not really you're not really doing what you need to be doing but why aren't you doing what you need to be doing and if you ain't willing to start there, then you can't just throw Bible something people and just throw the Old Testament at their head. Like you gotta, you gotta be where they at. You you gotta be able to practice what you preach. That's, That's the whole it. thing. That's it. Practice All what right. you preach. Our last segment, then we done. Take the L. For once of y'all listen to the last episode, we had fun. I had me and Erica do a take the L segment, but it was just the 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 point of this segment is simple. It is for us, since it actually works out, both of us are married. Right. And we're married to sisters. Right. Which makes it even more fun. (laughs) (laughs) So hopefully we'll get in trouble. (laughs) Our take the L moment is around marriage. What was a moment for you, Quan, in which, excuse me, you took the L and you just realized that uh, this was a lose-lose and I just need to fold? Uh, whether it be marriage or it can be something else, what you feel comfortable with since you the kid. Well, I mean, I can speak on my marriage. Um, for me, it was. Uh, for me, it, it was pretty much being the bigger person, 
And yep. I can't really pinpoint an actual situation or where I I became the bigger person. It's just okay. me being the man in general. Mm-hmm. You take the L because mm-hmm. you know yeah, happy wife, happy life. Yep. Uh, say, uh, happy spouse, happy house. Right. I believe that's demonic. I'm not going for it. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> uh, meaning, you know, when she said, you said. Yep. That's it. <laughs> uh, when she mad, huh, you need to make you a habit. For, for five seconds to make a joke. Make a right. Uh, so, it's pretty much just just knowing when to, uh, to put your panties in a bunch, fellas. And, mm-hmm. and, and, mm-hmm. Look, babe, I apologize. You know, you're right. I should have done this and that, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I can't oh. pinpoint something. So, so in a sense. <laughs> in a sense, um, sense of letting my wife know I'm okay. You know, most men feels like, you know, why is she always calling me? Like, where you at? Where you going? <laughs> Ooh, but yep. in the world that we live in today, man, it's so much negative negativity mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and violence and cruel activity going on yep. uh, where as a black man. right and especially with us being black with the pol- police brutality yep. the you know the killing the beatings the falsely arrest mm-hmm. you know so i can honestly say i understand why now you know, at a certain time or the hour, she like, yo, babe, you good? Mm-hmm. You out there? Or I didn't tell her, okay, I'm making a stop here mm-hmm. before I come home. Mm-hmm. And now my on the way home became a three-hour delay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And or and she's like, well, you know, you wouldn't hear to boom, boom, boom. And now I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a certain way because I'm like, well, you still should have just, you know, but well, it's yeah, it's communication. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. In marriage, it, you you got to have that open line of communication on both ends. Mm-hmm. And I say so that that be my biggest L of saying, well, babe, look, I apologize. I'm sorry. You're right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even if I was in the right, I still <laughs> must apologize. Yep. yep. Because <laughs> I mean, I could have told you, but you weren't fully awake. Or yep. or actual heard me you know what i'm saying yep. so regardless mm-hmm. i'm still in the wrong mm-hmm. whether i'm in the right mm-hmm. and it just i know some people gonna say well nah it shouldn't be like that but <laughs> in a sense man you know it just pretty much when you marry that woman you vows to make her happy at all costs yeah for sure you feel me so that pretty much stating that you vows to take the l at all costs <laughs> I mean, no, that's fair. That's accurate. I mean, I got a funnier one in which um, I inherently agreed without catching it to um, when the winter comes. Mm -hmm. I did this when we first got married, so I forgot when we got to this winter to heat up my wife's car before she leaves to work. You know, I work from home for the folks who don't know, so it's like, that's the least you could do is kind of how it, it, it eventually got portrayed. So, I think it was maybe two weeks ago or something like that. I'm already downstairs, already in my, my zone, trying to check my emails, get ready to go, because I usually wake up a little bit before her. And she asked me to go crank up the car from upstairs. And in my view, I did my little sigh in my head. Incorrect. 
no way. I did the sign out loud, and she was like, yo, don't even worry about it. You know what? I'm going to go do it myself. And I said, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what like that? <laughs> right. That was, was not like my that. attention. That was not my attention. It's just in my head came out, like, give me the keys. So I did it. I got you. And so I think that was my take the L of the week, which was just simply, yo, just just say yes. Unless it's unbiblical or, or unlawful, just, just say yes and go with it. But, but sometimes the greater good. But sometimes it's because you probably already said you were going to do it. And you just forgot. Well, just was, didn't do it. Just didn't do it. <laughs> and the minute you don't do it, it does not matter if <laughs> you've done it every other morning. It's the one morning you forget. And you just got to take the L and just go with it. you right. My bad. I'll do better next time. <laughs> yes. You must. You must do better. Oh, man. And then other than that, man, just, I know you're doing stuff in the community, so if you wanted to kind of push out, you know, your platform and what you guys are doing right now, I know you were telling me about the catering stuff and such. Well, so yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Like the people, uh, you know. Shout out to my sister, uh, Quinetta Bolton, a.k.a. known as the the female Q, because I'm the male <laughs> Q, uh, uh, or Netta. Um, so... In honor of our grandmother, she started a vegan catering truck. Um, actually, the truck will be finished at the end of this month. Will be hey. on the road as as soon as at least around February first, February second. Yes. Um, but we also are taking uh, donations and phone calls on on catering, where you know you can call and say, "Hey, I want a dish for the day," hey. or you know, we have it's flyers. Vegan, so you know it's healthy, y'all. Mm-hmm. We have we have a lot of vegan food that even those who are not vegan would taste and say, "Well, this tastes the same," but it's not knowing and it tastes that good. Is, Put this yeah, on record, people. Right, that is much he- healthier <laughs> for you. Um, so the name of it is Jules. It's the name of our grandmother. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, we lost it, uh, April twenty twenty, um, and then also I have uh, once again my good church members. Don't be offense of what I finna say. I have a water that me and a co-worker, uh, not a co-worker, a co-owner of mine, mm-hmm. uh, my partner in crime, uh, uh, Mr. Cornelia, uh, he and I have Trap Water along with his wife, Raven. All right. Um, so you can follow us on Instagram, Trap Water, uh, at Trap Water on Instagram. Also, our entertainment uh, company, which is 1108 Entertainment. Um, which we do more than just make music. Um, so we, we, more than just yeah, music. way more than just music. Like we, you know what I mean? Like I said, we have, we have times that we go out, we feed the homeless, um, as well as my sure. sister. She does that a lot too. My, and I do it myself. Uh, we try to reach out to our homeless, um, backpack drives for kids, back to school drives. Um, we also do... Uh, photography. Yeah, we also got, you know, with 1108 and where we do more than just music and headshots. Uh, but we, we video record. We do video. We got the drone cam. That's what's up. Um, so you get all types of angles. You, you want to make a music video, you want to make a personal video, a wedding vendetta. Mm-hmm. Um, 
a birthday uh, gift to someone. However you want to graph it, we do it. Uh, I also cut hair. So I'm pretty much <laughs> like busy, try stay to stay busy. busy with something that's legal. There we go. Uh, there we go. Get that on record. <laughs> right. Make sure I document that on record. You know, legal to make an income, there to provide, go. you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. I really do appreciate this right here. Listener, if you listen, please share this for my man. Like, yes. this is my brother. You please, feel me? Please, We We want to have a platform in which we can have candid conversation about, one, just some of the regular struggles of being a black male in America, right? Mm. Everybody has a two cent, but sometimes it's easier when it's coming from actual black males. And at the same time, we want our black queens to be elevated at the same true, time. And true. everyone who knows me knows... I'm not one who's going to say I don't see color. I see it very clearly, mm -hmm. but I have a multitude of different friends from different races and different cultures. So when I'm able to give something to folks that reaches them where they're at, gives them some real basic practical things you could do to like we we like to say we want to reach people in the community. You just listed over five or six different things in which y'all are doing in which you can support a black owned business. Mm -hmm. Which is something that's a little faddish now, but I'm not mad at it. Or simply put things you can do to support people in the community because the only way we're going to reach them for the gospel is to reach them where they're at. Mm -hmm. Which y'all have heard me say multiple times if you listen to this podcast. Mm -hmm. We reach them where they're at. We make relationships with people. And then we simply, hey, show the gospel through our actions and through our words Amen. so that we can meet them and show them the truth that is that what we believe, that Christ actually died, that he actually rose, that he actually came, and that he gives us the ability to not have to sin all the time and also have eternal life in him, right? So that's always displayed in our actions, but I want it to be displayed in our words, and that's kind of where this platform comes from. So share it out. You know somebody who could use it. You know some some churchy brethren amen, don't want to beat them up too amen. hard that you know can need to loosen up a little bit um so they can meet people where they're at in their area hey share the podcast out um get us some love give me a subscribe if you're on spotify <laughs> or share it on facebook or we're going to have an instagram page too soon as well and we actually have a gmail so if y'all want to give us some feedback feedback it's a black men sidebar at gmail.com. Once again, blackmensidebar at gmail.com. And Quan, thank you for coming and hanging yes, out sir. with us. Thank this you. Thank fun. you. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. All Peace. Right?